This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Terry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Hey, look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? December 22nd, 2012. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, the final days before holiday. The last days live. 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 Yeah, we're live. We're taping it again. You, you know, know why? <laughs> the main reason why we're taping it is the world's going to end tomorrow. So this is the day before the last That's day right. of the world. So for both people that are still alive, and both of them listen to the Cigar Authority, and they both smoke cigars, this is why they're alive. This is why we taped it. So you'll have an opportunity to listen to the show and know what happened before the world end. So anyway, you're listening to this December 22nd, and it is the final days before holiday. Or dare I say, Christmas. Oh, no. Now we're going to get fined from the FCC. Here we go. Um, Have you made your donation? Uh, Have you helped anyone? Have you made your decision for Christ? This is the time not only for um, holiday gifts and things like that, but it's a time to give. It is a time. So to give. we're going to check on that. How is the right, proper way to give, and what? How do you give back? We're going to talk about things like that. We have great cigars to smoke, uh, but interesting ways to give back. I uh, will talk about that and lots more this week on the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S. and yes, the world. That is always broadcast on location. This week happens to be Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, this is the only radio show. We don't just allow smoking. We insist. All 274 people listening to the show live right here Both in our studio audience, Both they are ears. all smoking cigars along with us. And that, my friend, is the magic. And we appreciate it. And not only do we insist you smoke, but you can catch us on any of the seven syndicated radio stations up and down the northeast coast uh, on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You can always tune in live at thecigarauthority.com, or you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. And the best way to do it is go right to iTunes, type in The Cigar Authority. I disagree. And you said it and The best it. way to go is to go to thecigarauthority.com, where everything is neatly packaged for you right there, including all the podcasts, all the video, the blogging that goes on, all the links to all the stations. That's the best place to you go. You know what? For the second time in the history of the Cigar Authority, I'm going right. to admit that I'm wrong. Last wow. week was the first time. The right it way is, to do it is only go been to twice. the Cigar Authority. It's only been twice he admitted it. It's only been <laughs> yeah, twice exactly. he admitted it. Exactly. But many, many times. <laughs> Chuck Morrison in view. Yeah. For those right. that have not had camera. the chance. Most uh, of you thought he was way fatter than this. And yeah. the case is, <laughs> you have a very thick voice. Uh, and you're a thin guy. Yeah, that happens. That happens. And uh, we don't have our backdrop today. We're, uh, we're not... Ready for the regular show by any means because it, it is the Christmas season and it's let's put this together. But our backdrop I is like it. a wonderful humidor back there with See, lots of inventory. You, I, I made you think that it wasn't. It was because we weren't ready. I'm actually very proud of the hard work that myself and my staff here at Two Guys Nashua that we put into making our humidor 
a showpiece. It is a showpiece. People good that have been shopping in this store for the last six years yeah. have woken up in the last two weeks and said, holy smokes, you guys have a lot of holy inventory. Smokes. You have lots of smokes. You have lots of smokes. And there is lots of smoke. Oh, you know what? Almost I've been here. I'm sorry. I've been here for many years. Yeah. This is the nicest, cleanest I have seen that humidor ever. Thank you. You've done some serious so, work. So, so the curtain comes down. Curtain comes Why? down, man. Why not? I want to give a shout out. Shout out. I was speaking with somebody on the phone. He called up the mail order, and I was going over an issue he was having, uh, looking forward to having his cigars delivered, and he and I were able to work that out, and he said, I recognize. You, you messed up on his order? Not true. Okay. This one was not our fault. Um, he said, uh, I recognize your voice immediately, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> Wow. I listened to the podcast every single week. You felt good about yourself. Come on. You did. You recognized my voice. His name is Ken. Ken, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I know it's probably a couple days after we broadcast. I encouraged him to listen tonight. But maybe he couldn't. Maybe he made it. Maybe he didn't. But Ken, sneaky word that he's had a. You know, when we do do this sneaky thing where we record, you still can catch us. You live. can catch it actually live right on the website. The diehards, the true by, fans. By going on the cigarauthority.com. That's why it is the best place to go. That's right. Because you, you catch the diehards. Do we have some diehards there? We do. We have one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Rudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Rudy? <laughs> no. Who, let's find out who this is. I think it's Ben in Montreal. What's up, he says. We'll find out who he is. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Cigar 321 is his username. Okay. We'll figure out who he is later on. So let's, let's get to cigar smoking. It's been a wonderful year for cigars. One of the new things that came out is Pete Johnson, who has his Tatuaje brands and his, um, uh, what is it, cigar, um, cigar Seller? What is the name of his company? Havana Cuban, Cuban, Sellers. Havana Sellers, right? Havana Sellers. Is the name of his company. Sellers being a pun. Yes, like sells, sellers, like a wine seller. Seller, oh, but he right. also sells cigars, yeah. so it's Havana Sellers. Um, instead of adding more to that company and, and people deciding, he's had so many brands over the years, there's another one by him. I don't know how you get away with this or whatever, how it works out or something, but he starts a different company, and he forms it with a couple of other Johnsons. He has Casey Johnson, which is his brother up here in Maine. That's right. And I've known Casey over the years, bumping into him at the trade show. And I, I got to know him uh, an hour after I walked around the store with him. And As he was leaving. He was a and customer. Said, right. And he goes, oh, by the way, I'm Pete Johnson's brother, and you carry my brand. No longer is he Pete Johnson's brother. He is Casey Johnson. He is himself. There we go. So There's uh, oh. a third Johnson, but he's not related. Am That's I, right. Am I correct? Sean Johnson out of California. And Sean was actually in the music business for years and years. I got to know Sean Johnson through my daughter, Gianna who knew him uh, for years. Is he associated with the Jonas Brothers? Yes. He had he something is. to do okay. with them or whatever when she would go to concerts and bump into him, and he was a guy that liked cigars, and that was it. So this is their cigar. Say it. La Atelier. Nice. you got French, right? Ish. I'm a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so it is a uh, beautiful black band with a gold um, leaf and white underneath it that says La Atelier. La Atelier? Let's go with that. La Atelier? Do we know what it means? La Atelier. Or La Atelier. L with a little thing. A T E L I E R. It's an apostrophe. Is it just an apostrophe if yeah. it's in French? My grandmother, <laughs> yeah. my grandmother would call that a piton. See, it's a piton. Which is French for uh, just apostrophe. a thing. It's a thing. Okay, so I called it a what? Thing? Yeah. So now you told me thing in French. Well, so I'm that, just saying what my grandmother would say. She would frequently call things a piton, and you'd have to just kind of know what she was pointing at or what she was talking about. Okay, so it's got a little uh, 
little curly top head on it. A little if you played with your piton, she would say you'd go blind. And That's it. The joke was, could I do it just till I need glasses? And Beautiful there. triple cap. Nice smelling cigar before you even light it. Uh, it is made by Don Papine, who makes every one of Pete Johnson's cigars, whether it be uh, Havana Cellars or now with the new company. But um, All right. I've got something unique right here. Before I, you, just smelling the outside just wrapper. Smelling the outside wrapper. It's beautifully made. Beautifully made. One of the greatest smells, although I, I detest cigarettes, one of the greatest smells is that little foil pack, the little foil around the outside of a, of a cigarette pack. That foil has that raisiny cocoa smell to it, and that's what this has going on. You know, I like the smell of, my, of like camel cigarettes. Not be when it's lit. No. But the tobacco itself and camel Turkish tobacco that's in cigarettes. I Very like Really? I've never smoked a, smoked a cigarette. Never. Never. One cigarette, not one Good pop. for you. Yeah, never tried it. Uh, wow. I would, probably like it. No. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try it because uh, I have been smoking my brains out today because there are certain cigars that I wanted to smoke just before the world ended just in case. So you smoked <laughs> them all. I smoked them all, man. I had a Bandolero today, which I saw you smoking. I had an Atabi. Wow. I had a Londonasis. I had a Year of the Snake by Davidoff. I had an Anno 3. I've, literally, there has not been one second all day long that I haven't been smoking. I even went ahead and, and lit up a uh, loose cannon because I wanted to go like a little full-bodied. Yeah. It was crazy. So uh, that's what you get for working here, and you get to smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed an intern today, and he is so pumped to start working next Thursday. Really? Because he's just into cigars, and he just he wants uh, he wants to smoke. He wants to learn. Cool. It's going to be good. I good saw your be. Facebook post on that. And he wants to work for free. That's the best part, man. Love interns. I feel like Kramer, except yeah. I'm actually going to be giving <laughs> these kids something that they can learn. What are you going to have them do? My laundry. Yeah. <laughs> America. I'm Let's... not even sure that's a company. <laughs> so it's Christmas time and time to give back if you haven't already done that. Um, you know, charities are having a tough time. You've got lots of people out there um, with um, the people in New Jersey that are having a tough time. Yeah. They were flooded out, uh, you know, give to the Red Cross and things like that to them. But there's, uh, there's lots of different organizations out there that you may not have thought about. The Boston American Sperm Bank, for example, can make yeah. a little donation. Donate. You want to, you want to get to any of this? <laughs> uh, cigars for Warriors. Yes. yes. Right? That's what we donated this year to, and we did a nice job in a short period of time uh, to do that. Cigarwarriors.org. Mm-hmm. Org. I wrote calm here, but it is org. Cigar is Warriors. Org. Cigars for Warriors. That's it. Dot yes. org. Cigars for Warriors. Dot org. Uh, are you a pet lover? Foster a pet would be a good way to give back. Uh, 4,000 shelters in the U.S. that uh, pets need warm homes. Perfect for the holidays. It turns into a gift. It turns into doing something good for somebody. I had so, a girlfriend. Yeah? Right early in college. That was good of you. That she was, Next, we'll move she on was, to... <laughs> just speaking of pets, okay. she, she lived with me, and she was on the phone with me, and she said, I did something. And then I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, boy. And she, she says, I adopted a pet. And I'm like, you, you live with me. You don't pay rent. My ro- they said, you taught him how to do that? Yes. He taught him how to do that. What? The long, the long story short, she, I come home and she adopted a cricket is what it was. She had a pit bull. She adopted a pit bull from the pound. 
It was crazy. But it did. <laughs> I give up. I'm not telling any more stories. It's very informative. It's very. What are you giving, Dave? Are you giving any, uh, any, any clothing, any money? Uh... I give clothing all the time. You drop it off, all the clothes off to the thing. If there's a whole bunch of fat homeless guys out there, <laughs> I'll tell you where the clothes is coming from. Me. You ever bump into the, the clothing police when you go to drop something off and they tell you all the stuff you can't leave? Like, those are perfectly good underwear. I don't understand. <laughs> Not underwear. Like, homeless people need underwear, too. No how underwear about, How about shoes? Women own an average of 15 to 25 pairs of shoes. Unless, of course, you're a relative of mine, then it's into the hundreds. It's into three figures at yep. least. My wife has a closet dedicated to shoes. I think my wife might be able to compete with your wife. The Souls for Shoes is based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they ship out about 6 million pairs of shoes to people that need them. If you're looking for somebody to give your shoes to. It's disgusting, cause. though, because athletes' foot can live in shoes. They'll spray some it, stuff in it, It cannot guess. live in You ever go socks. bowling and you wear it in the... You can donate socks. You can't donate socks, but you can donate shoes. A place where athletes' foot actually can live, but you can't donate socks where the whatever it is that you might have had would have been washed out. How about pajamas? Donating a pair of pajamas for a local chapter. What is this? Since two thousand one, pajama programs have been around since two thousand one. And when I wear pajamas, it's only commando, so I'm basically donating underwear there. I just don't see how that's okay, and the other ones are not. I don't know. I'm all right with the shoes, but definitely no underwear, definitely no socks, and pajamas, no. You don't want your boys mixing with my boys? Here's something Mr. Jonathan never (laughs) donates. Donating 10 inches of hair for locks of love. They could take a little off my back. I bet I could pull out 10 inches. A little patch back there. Locks, what are they doing with these with these locks of hair? They donate, it makes a huge difference in a child's life during the holidays. One of my students was able to buy a very inexpensive wig when she went through chemo. She lost yeah. all of her hair, and she was able to buy a wig that was the exact same color of hair that she had. Hmm. Most people that weren't close to her had no idea she had cancer, except she had no eyebrows. That was kind of the dead giveaway, but... You paint them on, like, again... The- uh, Seinfeld episode. Remember, they had the yep. the, grand, the <laughs> uncle, whatever his name is. They paint the eyebrows on him. <laughs> he always looks mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it, it is a time to to give uh, and, and not just think of yourself and your family and your loved ones, but people that unfortunately don't have anything. You know, Toys for Tots. I heard they did very very well this year. So people are out there doing the right thing. And uh, if you haven't done it yet, you know what? We have a little time left to do it. Do it. Yeah. One year for Christmas, I, there was really nothing that I wanted. And so I asked all the people that were going to get me presents to please don't give me anything. Make a donation in my name to whatever charity you want. And I took whatever money I would have spent and I donated it. So that that particular year, that that's what we did. I know we had a uh, an employee here that um, his um, son had a baby. Yeah. And the baby was born with all kinds of problems, serious, serious problems. Uh, we'll have operations for years and years. So the parents actually didn't go to work for, for two months while this is going on. And Understandably run, run, so. Right. And, and staying with the baby and going through sure, all this with sure. them. And he says they're having a tough time. And, you know, can we do a little something? And, and we made a little gift basket up here and said your chance to win $10 a raffle or whatever it was. People uh, were donating unbelievable to that. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. And nobody cared if they won the prize. It didn't matter. Yeah. And, yeah. Stuff. and it becomes you, about, about what you're donating to. Yeah, totally. yeah. So it's the best part about giving. This is, yeah, this is the time anyway. So uh, as far as cigars go, uh, I love the idea of the soldiers that are out there, uh, throwing them a little uh, 
uh, at home love and uh, what home is all about. And they really, oh. really love it. I've seen them after they come back and stuff. And, you know, while I was away, I got cigars from you. And I don't know these people. And they may travel 200 miles to get here and say, just want to shake your hand and say thank you. And wow. I said, thank you. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Happy Absolutely. to do it. You're out Absolutely. there fighting, fighting for, for me. Juice. So uh, smoking the La Atere, uh by Pete Johnson and the whole Johnson clan, three Johnsons. That's a latrine, isn't it, Tudor? Uh I'm looking at, at Cigar Insider, and um, they're giving them big attention right here. Yes, they are. Cigar Insider, which is a little offshoot of Cigar Aficionado, a little insider um, internet page. It's like that comes insider up. trading, right? Yeah. With cigars. Um, December 11th came out with their issue, and they uh, rated it 94. 94 is a big, big number for Cigar Aficionado. Actually, uh, right at the beginning of January, they're going to come out with their Cigar of the Year in their top 25. Uh, we're going to have a great uh, episode like we did last year as we rip it apart and have fun <laughs> with it, get yeah. ourselves in trouble. Yeah. And this time I get to put my foot in my mouth because uh, I had old friends. Yeah, sure, had Opus issues. X will be the number one Cigar of the Year because it came out. 15 years ago. No, you, you explain the criteria very well, and, you know, if, if, it, if a cigar meets that criteria, it's in the running, and if not, you know, no hard feelings, it's just... Uh, Listen, I mean, we could run our Cigar of the Year. There's lots of companies that would love to pay us to put a cigar high up in the rankings. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't say our Cigar of the Year. It is the Cigar of the Year because go. it's 20 years going. That's Anything else point. is a copy of it. I'd like the, to admit that I was wrong once again. Once again. This so. is a new thing. I'm turning over a new lead. Day. It's the end of the year. He saves it up all for the end. I'm yeah. trying to make, I'm trying to make amends 11 months and three with weeks myself or... and just try to be okay with being wrong from time to time. And uh, happens a lot when you hang out with me, you know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Happens a lot. And then, like, I can't let it go when he's wrong. I got to let him admit it. I got to keep he's... going and going until he admits it and he, and he caves in. And nobody probably did that to your life. They just walk away from you after you don't admit it. They get right. disgusted. Yeah, and I just keep going and going. You're and I beat him good, down and good. he goes, All right, I'm wrong. And I go, All right, beautiful, and walk away. <laughs> I just got to – why do I got to do that? Because he's, why he's why walking – Why don't I get off that next year? <laughs> Not with him. No, I Not like it. But it's exhausting for I, me too. But I, I actually enjoy the fact that you put so much time and energy <laughs> into proving that I'm wrong. I do it to everybody though, and it does no good. They don't appreciate it like I do. So stop with everybody else, but I appreciate the fact that you care that much, that you want to make me cry openly in public and be humiliated. Thank you. I don't want to make you humiliated, but if you're wrong, you say you're wrong, and that's it. I well, was, it's interesting you say that. I was that wrong you... once. Remember that time I thought I was wrong, and it turned out I was right? I was wrong. <laughs> you seem to I wait right. until there's a huge crowd before you pursue it to that level, so I assume you want it to no, be No, it doesn't matter. Everybody. They usually come, as my voice gets louder, <laughs> people either go very far away or they're actually attracted to it, and that tells you what kind of person that is on the other end. Really does. Yeah. So do you, do you want to be around when I'm, when I'm in, into that thing? So uh, you want to hear some tasting points of uh, what Cigar Insider says about this, or do you want to lay us? I want to hear Mr. Jonathan's flavors first, and then I want to hear Cigar Insider's. He's exhaling. I'm just exhausted through my nose there a little bit. Very subtle notes. Very... Slight notes of vanilla going on in there. A little uh, Kenyan coffee. Kenyan coffee. Obviously, Kenyan. <laughs> he did this to a, a cigar rep yesterday as he was smoking a cigar. And the guy was just like, 
are you out of your mind? And he took a puff and goes, wow. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Says, I got to tell you, did was, that work? It was mustard seed. Mustard seed. I tasted seed that- mustard seed, and he was like, you are, you are, you're not just like this on the show. You're like this in real life. And then he t- took a puff, and he goes, you know, I hate to admit it. For the rest of my yeah, life, when yeah. I smoke this cigar, I'm going to think mustard seed, and I'm not even sure that that's a compliment. You got, you, I'm telling you, Mr. Jonathan, at first I laughed at you like, this guy's out of his mind as well, but. You've got a real palate, man. My favorite, Dave, of all time is fresh honey from Beehive. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. we've all had that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do they say it tastes like? We have uh, – th- this happens to be – the one we're smoking now is the LAT-52. This is the opposite of Earth, by the way. If they say Earth, they're wrong. This mm. is the opposite of Earth. Four and three quarters by 52 is the size we're smoking. They are correct. <clears throat> it's a gorgeous, and it is, pigtail robusto. The cigar, lush drawer, imparts capocious, C-O-P-I-O-U-S. That sounds like capocious to me. Capocious wood and leather flavors before mellowing to cocoa, nuts, and a hint of salty taffy. I don't have a buzzer, a wrong buzzer, but I don't have any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did they smoke the cigar before they wrote the review? I don't know, but on a different size of theirs, and they shouldn't all be that dramatically different, but they usually have a totally different uh, taste profile on it. On a different size, the larger size, 6.5 by 56, the 56, um, they do mention um, earthy truffle. Yeah, there's no earthiness to this. But they mentioned vanilla that you mentioned. Good. But if you you go through all of them, they mention something different – Cayenne spices. I got none of that. This either. looks like it's going to be a dark, earthy cigar. And sometimes when your mind thinks that something's going to happen, like with the, the rep that I did yesterday and I said mustard seed, I put the thought in his mind and then it goes to mustard seed. In this case, you look at it and you say, this is going to be earthy. Then you have to wipe your mind of that. Right. You have to smoke the cigar and be honest about it. Like you don't even know what it is. What is this? This has... Notes of, if you think about earthy being one thing, yep. then the other senses, the other flavors are going to, let's say, be heavenly. They're going to be your vanillas, your sweeter, your lighter, your more aromatic. That's where the cigar is. It's not down in the, in the, in the bottom here with the earthy and the heavy and the nutty. I got a, a strong taste. It's all in the face and the nose. Strong. Some Lajero going on in there. Yep. Yeah. Burn in my nose type of type of thing. So it's it's full bodied. You know I don't like full bodied. Yeah. It's it's up there in strength. It has a lot of black pepper in it. Like like all Pepin Garcia's or most of Pepin Garcia's product, my father's cigars is known for. Uh, I was um, tested with somebody to end up me understanding this black pepper test taste I always taste, mm. which is not black pepper at all, which is citrus. Mm. Uh, it's the polone and what they do or whatever. I can taste it. It's citrusy. Um, but most people t- would, you know, when I'm speaking to everybody out there, so they understand what to taste. And strong ba- black pepper, which is really citric acid. There's a, there, there, is a, there is a subtle amount of orange, like in, in that orange. Orange rind. That you smash yeah. the orange. Yeah. If that, if that orange had vanilla in there, a little more vanilla than orange and, and a little bit of that... Uh, like a white chocolate, orange, vanilla thing. 
Now, we're going to smoke two different cigars during the show today. I wish we did it the other way around because I didn't expect the cigar to be as full-bodied as it's it is. It's definitely full-bodied. And we're going to go to a milder cigar later on, and I wish we did it the other way around. I'll uh, tell you the no other... No doubt about it. Burning well, beautiful cigar. What are oh, we talking phenomenal. about on the side? This is the Robusto with no price on it. It runs anywhere between 8 and $10, so I'd say the Robusto was probably the $8. Closer to 8 Yep. So... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's not a value cigar, but it's a moderately priced cigar. Uh, not bad. Uh, looks beautiful. Everyone is cellophane. I'm glad they did that. Usually when Pete comes out with his stuff, it's uncellophane cigars. Uh, as a retailer, lots of damage. People lots touch of damage. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you, why would that be? Yeah. Okay. And it's you know amazing what? the difference. We pulled out some singles in the back. We've got cigars that we do, grab bags or whatever. Some cigars get, get slightly damaged. You really can't sell them. They go in a grab bag or things that don't move. Amazing the difference between cigars that have clearly been sitting around. They've been sitting around in cellophane and uncellophane. The uncellophane ones become unsellable completely. They disintegrate in the box, and the cellophane ones are perfectly fine. Hmm. And that's that's over the course of a couple of years sitting back there that we found. Maybe longer than that. Just sitting there, and the difference in temperature coming up and down, the cigar shifting slightly. Someone comes by and bumps the box. Uncellophane gets completely ruined. Cellophane so, stands up. Quick question, and I, 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 you know you're kind of talking about the retail angle here, but as a consumer, right, and, and you're putting cigars in your humidor, you always hear this argument. Should you leave them in the cellophane? Should you take it out? Is there really a benefit towards one or the other? How much are you going to touch it is really the is – that, for me, that, that's yeah, how I make my choice. As you dig in your humidor and you, you're forcing the cigar to roll and keep rubbing against the, the other cigar or the cellophane from the other cigar, yep. damage is going to end up happening. I was early on, I used to take all my cigars out of the cellophane and put them in my humidor and open the humidor and you can smell the cigar and all that. I've just gone through too many damages, even within my own humidor, opening it up to somebody that that comes in my house or comes in the office and grab a cigar and and they start digging. And then you look and you start seeing wrapper at the the bottom of the humidor and something's getting ruined and cellophane's the way to go or whatever they call this nowadays. It's not even um, cellophane anymore, whatever is used in it. It's smoother. It's not as crunchy and crackly as it was. It breathes. Yeah. So if you think your cigar is staying fresh in one of these, that's not the case either. But it's not damaged. Right. It it, really is like putting a Band-Aid on a cut. Uh, I had a cut on on my toe. It was bugging me, and I put a Band-Aid on it. It was like like my toe was fine. Yeah. So you don't end up with the sock rubbing on. In this case, things, other cigars, the wood, are not rubbing against the wrapper. And wrapper leaf tends to be on the delicate side as tobacco goes. Of course. It's the most delicate part of the tobacco, of the cigar anyway. So it's, it's awesome to see it, and uh, it's going to stand up well. And uh, sometimes, you know, you're a little bit of a germaphobe anyway when it comes to somebody uh, touching the end of the cigar where your mouth is going to go like they would do the slob a cutter or whatever it is. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm not into making out with dudes. Is There's that a it? big difference. All right. <laughs> So you don't want somebody touching the You don't know what kind of sore someone has on the inside of their mouth or whatever. It's just disgusting. I know what kind of sore they have. Yeah. You, <laughs> you lick the cigar and you cut it. That is wrong. Yeah. Now, as far as germs go, whatever. I'll touch a door handle. I'll lick the door handle. I'm fine with it. But just seeing somebody slobber on it, it's just off-putting. Okay. So for all intents and purposes right now, today is December 22nd. Uh, Saturday. Assuming the world hasn't right, ended. Right. Assuming the world hasn't ended. It is the busiest shopping day of the year. Don't let anybody fool you and say it's a day after Thanksgiving or anything. This is it. It comes down to it's a Saturday before Christmas. And some people <coughs> honestly believe that this is the best day, Saturday being the best day, to buy cigars because the cigars are going to go be wrapped up. It's only a couple of days. Boom. They're yeah. going to be the freshest uh, with 
the technology behind how well boxes are shrink-wrapped, you got a couple of weeks anyways, but this is when people come in and they rush into You guys cigars. were slamming last week in Seabrook. We Wait were. till today. Wait till today. Today is going to be the day. There's no doubt about it. And people are shopping for everything, not just cigars. They're out there shopping for everything. The key now is as you get the cigars, as you get the Christmas gifts, especially the stuff you're getting for your kids yeah. for Christmas, that – and, folks, if you're out there, the kids are in the car right now. We're going to talk about Santa. Maybe you want to turn the radio off. Good disclaimer. Good disclaimer. <laughs> Good disclaimer. Because <laughs> we're going to tell you, folks, you turn it off. Make sure it's warning. off. This is your warning. You've been warned. Do not send me an email about David again and how he ruined it for you. <laughs> I'm not ruining anything. Kids, but... if you think parents are still listening to the radio, I'd like you to block your ears. This is Mr. Jonathan asking you for something. What do you call something? those? Muff, muff. Ear yeah, muffs. Ear muffs. Ear muffs. Ear muffs. <laughs> Okay, folks, dads out there, Chuck is going to tell you how to be the best Santa ever, ever, right now. You ready to do this? Right now? Yeah. All right, let's tell, do it. Yeah. Tell him how to be the best Santa. Well, we got a list here. First, a good Santa does have a list. Gained 50 pounds. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm oh. not Chuck. Go ahead. Oh, really? So, so if you think you have what it takes to be Santa for your kids. Mr. Jonathan, right. you're no Chuck Morrison. <laughs> Remember, it's a huge, it says big, I'm going to say huge responsibility. All right. If you do it well, and this is really instrumental. I had a chance to check this, this out. Is, this is being Santa for your kids. For your kids. Your kid's imagination will never forget it. You know, if you blow it, you're a loser. All right. So don't, don't it's be a big opportunity. Don't be, don't be a loser. Don't, don't be, be Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan. Here we go. Be a good Santa. <laughs> All right. So being Santa, it's not easy. And, you know, you, you have kids. You have kids. I have kids. They are smarter today than ever and a lot smarter than you think. Right. The truth about Santa is only a mouse click away or a radio show away. That's it. So Here it comes. here's how to be Santa Claus with the kids. Hide the gifts better, okay? you gotta be, You got to get stealth. You do. you got to get stealth. Yeah. you got to get medieval on Hiding it. Hiding it behind the door or in the closet. Come on. Will you, uh, Did you guys ever find a, gifts? Of course. Of course, right? Get I have a little the best creative. hiding spot when I hide for the wife or the kid. I duct tape it. We've got a, a kitchen table that has a thing underneath that only the dog can get under. Yeah. So when no one's home, I jack it up on chairs. There we and go. I duct tape the presents up underneath the table. That's creative. Oh, there There's no way That's anyone's going to look there. Do you know how I found out about Santa? I was looking for gifts like a good spark kid does. Yeah. Yes. Found the gift. It was wrapped from Santa. Oh. That's it. It's ruined. Oh. So, folks... Dad's out there. This is it. Don't this wrap is a- the. If you're gonna wrap the gifts, don't say from Santa because if they find it, at least you might have an alibi to say, "Well, that's my surprise gift from you. It's not from Santa." You're busted. You're busted. <laughs> I don't need no alibi. You're busted. You're busted. Okay. All right. NORAD radar tracks Santa on radar. I did. You guys, it. yeah. I used to do that with my daughter. Yep. We'd go on the computer, go right onto the thing. Oh, this is a. You familiar with this? No. You can go online and and track Santa's what? GPS. Positioning as he's delivering his gifts. So you go the day before and you see that he's in China, and you say he's going to be here in 24 hours, and they show how long it's going to take. And wow, this is it. so 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 get the kids involved. Like, yeah. let's check out where Santa is right now. Is he really out there? You better believe it. We'll find out where he is right Seriously, now at this minute. You should go to bed now and sleep for 24 hours. It's on the computer. Hours. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Everything is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get the kid. You're making a great point here, Mr. Jonathan. Get the kids to bed. All right. Read some great classics the night before Christmas or. Chuck's a few days before Christmas. You'll hear yes. that later on. You'll hear today. that later. And this is, this is great bonding time with mom and dad. Everybody gets it. You know, you want to build a tradition. You sit down. You read to the kids. There's nothing better than 
seeing a father figure, a mother figure, actually reading. Mm. This is going to do work wonders for later on as they get older in school because they saw you read to them. It makes reading fun. Have you guys heard about uh, the, the whole shelf on an elf? We got the shelf oh, on an elf thing. the elf on the shelf. You, yes. heard, you heard about this? Nothing, yes. So it's, it's a little shelf, right? It comes a little elf that comes in a box with a book. And essentially what you do is this, this elf is like Santa's right-hand man or woman, okay? And the kids can't touch it. They can only talk to it. And every night when they go to bed, the elf goes back to the North Pole and reports to Santa if they were a good boy or a good girl. Wow. And the next day, what happens is you relocate the elf. So you kind of put them in different positions all throughout the house. And it's my daughter's, like, favorite thing when she wakes up. She's like, where's – we call her Dolly. Where's Dolly? Where's Dolly? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go find out. So we go downstairs, and I'll have her hanging from the ceiling fan. I'll have her, you know, inside the freezer, you know, all these different locations. But she loves it, and she truly believes, like, you know, this elf is watching her every moment. And uh, she's got to be on her best behavior. And she's like – she needs a timeout or something like that. Dolly's right there watching you. You better better step it up here. line, kid. I stole an idea that I saw on Facebook, and I thought it was so funny. I did it uh, with Sophie, my daughter. I put the elf above one of those peanut butter cookies that has the Hershey's Kiss. Is this new or an old thing? No, it's, I don't know, 10, 15 years old, I no guess. Kidding. Like 2000, it came out yeah. thereabouts. 12 years ago? Yeah. So First time ever hearing it right now. It looks wow. like it looked like the elf was pooping on the cookie because the Hershey's <laughs> Kiss was right there. So he was squatting above the cookie. I laughed so hard all night long. Oh, that's great. It was nice, awesome. Nice, nice. I've got a sick friend who... Uh, <laughs> He had it hanging in the news. It was just bad. Yeah. Anyways, don't do that. That's a bad thing. You're a bad dad. All right. So get the kids to bed early. What we're talking about? Read them books. Uh, assembling the toys. This is this is you need to paramount. Paramount. In oh, advance. My. In advance. Way in advance. Yeah. yeah. Like here's my advice. Open the bo- open the gift. Get the instruction manual out and read it ahead of time because some of these things, I mean, it takes hours. It's not some assembly required. It's a hundred percent assembly. And you're going to need certain tools. You're going to need a power s- drill. What happens? You're doing it that night. You're going to wait till the last second, and you say you got an Allen wrench or whatever <laughs> ridiculous thing you have. I don't have that thing. And the next thing you know, you're using a butter knife and you're trying to do it. You're stripping the screws. Yeah. You ruin the present. This has to be done way in advance. So true. And you know what? Don't even do it in your house. Do it in your in Pay the, the office. Pay extra 15 bucks and have them put the bike together at Sears for Absolutely. crying out loud. God. Batteries. Have Amen. the batteries. You know how many times you've been disappointed. All you get right. the gift. There's no batteries. You can't use it. All right. Be a good Santa and have all this stuff ready. The kid wants to use that toy right now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, last things here. Put the presents under the tree. And don't forget to fill the stockings. We talked about stocking stuffers before on the show. Yeah. Um, you know. You don't have to wrap the stockings. Those things in the stocking. No, no, no. Just, that just dump them in, in there. there. Uh, and then, you know, you got to leave cookies and milk for Santa. But, you know, you can't just leave the cookies uneaten. you got to take a few bites yourself. That's it. Have some milk. Maybe light a little cigar action. Tell, you leave a carrot for the uh, reindeer. I used to tell my kids in my gymnastics class during circle time that do not leave too many carrots because uh, Prancer is allergic to carrots and it, it gives him orange diarrhea all over the house. And so the ki- Santa likes Twinkies. I got <laughs> I got myself in trouble with some of the parents over that one. Circle time? Because they would demand, yeah, you know, you do the warm-up, you're doing the stretching with the kids and you tell a little story. Really? So okay. it was always leave sal- plenty of celery and only one carrot. Make sure Prancer doesn't get the carrot. He's allergic to carrots. Give the carrot to the wife and give me the cookies. <laughs> so that's how to be a good Santa, boys. Beautiful. Outstanding. Okay, so that's how to be a good Santa, and that is uh, that is Christmas. When we come back, we are going to cover the uh, battle between coloreds and whites. 
We will not do that. We are doing it. I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Colors okay. and whites. We're going to have that, and uh, an auction for big uh, big bucks uh, has just happened. We'll tell you about that. We're broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Exit one off Route 3. Come on by. Stock up. It's showtime right now. Stop by and get him what he really wants for Christmas, cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, 
and smoke breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blixing and blixing and all his reindeers pulling. This is a great time of year. I love Christmas. This this gets you right in the right, right in the mood. Right in the mood. This is a good one. The best Christmas album so far is Michael Bublé's Christmas album. He kills every single one of those songs. Takes them to a new level. It's they, awesome. They all got their things, though. They do. This is a happy... Puts you in the mood. Certainly does. Puts you in the mood to go out and buy something nice for you, yeah. buy something nice for somebody else, and give to charity. You be said... Be a good Santa. Which, what's your favorite part about Christmas? You know... Is it getting the tree? Is it the gifts? Is it the food? We do, is the, it... we do the fake tree. Of course, the food is, the, is a great part of it. It's about the kids. Yeah. Right? Giving to the kids and seeing the happy face, and they're so excited. And uh, my daughter's 18 now, but, I mean, she still runs downstairs. She's still a kid, and there's no doubt about it. But when she was little, seeing how happy she was getting the stuff and believing and, you know, oh, my God, I got what I was supposed to get and running over and showing me, like, uh, Oh, my God, look what I got. Yeah, I know. It's on, the, it's on the credit card. I'll be paying for that for quite a while. But it's it's great. It's great. It, it, it stirs up the economy. It gets everybody yeah. in the mood and all that stuff. And uh, next thing you know, January comes tax season. And the, but that's that's the gold right there. It's, a, it's for the kids, right? Let's get into the meat and potatoes of meat Christmas. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. The difference between coloreds Are we going there? and whites. So in advance... This is Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan's apology I'm not in advance. Yeah, I'm not yeah. apologizing. Can you just, can you just like, before you say anything, just apologize? <laughs> like, I'd like right. to apologize in advance. Yeah. I'd like to apologize in advance, even though I'm not sorry. If I offend anyone? Yeah, I hope I offend difference people. difference between coloreds and whites. All right, so a battle is playing out in living rooms across the country right now at this time of year. White lights or colored oh, lights? Okay. Oh, good. All right. All right. Yep. I already now, have the answer. The history, the history of white lights comes from before electricity was in everyone's home. Around Christmas time, there were candles. Even the ornaments, you can find, you know, antique collectors, the ornaments could hold little candles sure. in there and hang them on the tree. The problem is you end up with fire hazard as the tree dries out. Your house burns down at Christmas and it ruins My everything. My Auntie Gracie had the silver Christmas tree with the white lights. Did she really? Silver Christmas yeah. tree? You ever seen a silver Christmas I've tree? I've seen it. My uncle has one. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. My auntie like, Gracie had it. I used to go over her house and I'm like, geez, what's with the silver Christmas tree? Really? And now it's probably worth big bucks. Probably. To end up having a, She had the light underneath it that had a, um, a little spinner on it and had green, red, and yellow or something and it would spin and then it would color. You know, because of the silver, yeah. it would change color as it was going on. Awesome. Every year, she set the same thing up, and it was such the old lady thing. She was an old lady. Is 
she was old when she died, but she was old when I was a little kid too. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a battle that's causing rifts in families, sometimes going as far as people almost divorcing each other over whether or not they should have white lights on the Christmas tree or colored lights on the Christmas tree. It's, a great, curious, it's a great debate. I'm curious to see where you stand, Chuck. My philosophy is white lights on the tree, colored lights outside the house. Okay. I'm the opposite of that. We used to do our house up uh, a few years back. We'd bring pros in to do our house. Really? And um, we signed a contract with them for many years, and they would come in, and they would – our house was nuts. Oh, I got the visual right now. Christmas vacation. Yeah, it was oh, great, yeah. but it was all white lights. And then inside the house was the tree with all the colored lights. But I wonder what we even have now. What a shame. I don't even know. We have two Christmas trees going, one upstairs and one downstairs. What's the reason for that? Does Santa deliver presents to both? Yeah, how does that work? I think he does. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> he must. He, does. he must. He gets two rounds of cookies. But we got a little Christmas. You know, we have one of those houses that has a, a big archway window above the above the, oh, yeah. the door. Yeah. So in that archway is there's a Christmas tree for people to see. Okay. And then we have the one in the living room for us. But we are a fake Christmas tree family. We, don't we do became a Where fake did the Christmas, Christmas tree come always. from? Do you guys know? Like, I don't know. Cutting, I mean, cutting yeah. down it has a, its, it a has living its, tree. The, the tree itself has its roots in uh, pagan religion. And there's a lot of cross between the Christian side of things and the pagan side of things, pagan being a religion. And there, there, there was a ceremony around the tree around that time of year. And I'm sure Rudy knows the history because every time I say something like this. That's not Rudy on there. We have no, Mark I know. from Maryland. Yes. Mark from Maryland's on there. But Rudy will send me a Facebook message and say, yeah, you got it half right. And it's this. And I know yeah, he's yeah. listening when he does that. Thank you, Rudy. He's our but statistician. He is my statistician. So th- this, is where it, this is where it starts. And... The, the do they real have Christmas in, in Canada? Mm-mm. No. No. Yes, they do. They have do. Box Day. Right? They have Christmas. But Christmas itself, like the birth of Jesus, actually couldn't have happened in the wintertime. Because I heard that. they have the same weather pattern that we have here in New England. Yeah. And the sheep were out to pasture, you know, Maybe the Maybe they didn't Bible have thing. the same weather pattern 2,000 years ago. They did. And then so it would have been... 2012 years ago. It would have been closer to the springtime, but then you'd be celebrating... Christmas and Easter at the same time, and it doesn't work out for Hallmark that way. So years and years ago, it got shifted so that Christmas is December 25th. You know what my mother Easter's does? on the other side. She makes a birthday cake every year for Jesus. Does she really? Yeah. That's huh? awesome. I can picture your mom really? doing that. That's awesome. does that. Uh, this is the Cigar Authority, so I want to mention the cigar again. We're smoking the La Artere uh, by the Johnsons. Pete Johnson, Casey Johnson, and Sean Johnson with their new company and their new cigar, getting all the rave reviews as it's going down and we're burning. Kind of mellowed out yeah, a little it did. for me. Certainly it did. started off very aggressive. I was like, you know, I don't like full-body cigars. Now it's coming to its own. You guys are smoking faster than me. That means I'm talking a little more than I should be, but uh, nice, right? Yeah. It is nice. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, that's all I got, really. All right, that was it. Just, well, well you, never, you, you didn't give your answer. So Dave's colored. Uh, color inside, yeah. white outside. You know on uh, on a rat where the, the tail kind of comes out? Okay. Yeah. Now right. it tastes towards the end. I don't. <laughs> right. I do you don't, know? Do you go into a taste profile here? I don't give a rat's one of those. <laughs> oh. oh. Whether it's colored or whatever lights, it's not going to be a thing my wife and I fight about. We fight about apples, for crying out loud. So... <laughs> We're not going to fight about the Christmas lights. She can have whatever she wants. You know, and, the, and it's been years that I've lit up the stores in Christmas lights. Yeah. Unbelievable from the same professional company that comes in and does it. And I don't know there were companies that do this, <laughs> by the way. Yep. And uh, they come and then they, uh, they take them down after. They put them away. They take them. 
and they do it for so many years. Is it just lights? Or they, do they do like the blow-up sand? Big giant it? wreaths and yeah. all kinds of different things. <clears throat> and I haven't done it for quite quite a few years. Remind me next year. I think I want to light the stores up again. Nice. I want to bring it back, excitement and stuff. Yeah. Why not light the inside of the store up? Like make the inside crazy. Because there's so many lights. We have bright stores. Yeah. If it was dark. You know, we did some of the inside store events and the store was dark. Wasn't it way awesome. different? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could turn the lights down and put Christmas lights in there and stuff. But outside, I don't know. It just you don't see it as much anymore. You I don't. remember you driving don't. around with my with my family and going uh, from house to house looking at the Christmas lights. That's it's the not best. all that much. You know what? I, I'm going to answer a question you had before, Chuck. Yeah. What's my favorite part of Christmas? It's cigar Christmas parties. Really? We had one last night in Seabrook, and I had a blast. And typically, I'm not like a go to places where there's going to be people kind of person. If I'm not DJing and I'm not the Center of attention. I'm not interested, but I really enjoyed myself last Would night. I enjoyed myself in Salem when we did the Christmas party there. I enjoyed myself here in Nashua. I like cigar Christmas parties the most. It's my yeah, new people favorite like tradition. Them, that's for sure. But I, I was thinking when I, we were leaving, uh, and you had left uh, a little earlier than us yesterday. Which, by the way, I don't know how you got out. I boxed you in completely. How did you get out of that parking spot? First off, I uh, four wheel drive, and I just <laughs> right up over the grass. You had to have because we're looking and saying, how did he go? But we didn't see any track marks. And I'm like, how could he get out without coming in and saying? Because there were so many cars, everybody was boxed in. But anyway, um, we're a retailer, and we have Christmas parties for our customers. Is there any other business in the world? You go to the supermarket. You, you, you go yeah, to you the, go to Market Basket. You go to the Market, market Basket <laughs> Christmas party. They certainly did more business. But cigar stores... Here's the difference, and I know a lot of cigars have Christmas cigar stores have Christmas parties for their customers. Absolutely, because it's the customers are more than just customers. They're our friends. It's yeah. friends and family. That's who we consider the customers. You sit down with a guy, and you get to know who he is. Is they they tell you things that they normally wouldn't tell the guy they buy their coffee from in the morning, or who they have lunch where they have lunch or something. But the cigar store is different, and that's why we end up having Christmas parties with them. They're part of the family too. Yeah. Well, I mean, what other what other company can you? trust to sell cigars to your wife and your girlfriend mm, right and you keep it a secret that's true you keep it like a good bartender <laughs> yeah exactly the wife comes in and buys him a box of certain cigars you say to the girlfriend hey mm. the wife bought the uh those cigars you should buy the more expensive ones or somebody that's your, against each other that's your play yeah, what's your play what do you do i say nothing to either nothing one. at all <laughs> if the if the girlfriend knows that that he's married oh yeah yeah Harry loves this cigar. Look, he just bought it. Got him it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. In the story. You're probably better. You're probably, you're probably right. Probably. Not sure. Okay. So uh, what's the answer? There is no answer to it? There is no answer. All right. The tra- traditionalists tend to go with the white lights all over, and then the uh, crazy people tend to go with the colored lights, and I don't give a rat's patootie, patootie. which way it goes. And that's what they call that space in between the tail and the thing of <clears> the patootie. People are spending some big bucks on cigars. If you do get cigars, are we running out of time already? Yeah, man, we're flying. Oh, my God. Uh, Bitters in London are paying big bucks for cigars. An auction just happened. Six Dunhill cigars from 1980. What did they sell for each? Six cigars from 1980, Dunhills. 
$180 each. Wow. wow. Um, the 1983 version of Cigar Aficionado came out with a 100-rated cigar. That was it. So they went for $180 a piece. Also, you got Cuban Davidoff. The Cuban Davidoff number one running for $116 a piece. And as much as $140 for one. And that was a cigar that Zeno Davidoff uh, set on fire in mass quantities because they were terrible. And the people are paying that amount for them. And not too long ago, Davidoff had their 80th anniversary. And they had a big cigar, eight and a half, eight and five. Five-eighths by 48. The Diadema. Uh, the Diadema. Uh, a single cigar that, that was ridiculous at the time, selling for $100, $646. That wasn't that long ago. Put your, put cigars aside, special cigars, put them aside. It's an investment. They'll fetch a lot of money, folks. Yeah. I think it's – you're looking for something to invest – Invest in good premium cigars and put them aside. And guns. You make, make yourself a lot of money. And cupcakes. My hostess. And guns and cupcakes. So we're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will join us um, and tell us uh, how to be a gentleman in 2012. We're cigar also going to po- talk with Bob. Yep. Bob. Cigar podcaster and pioneer. Bob from Dog Watch Radio will be with us, and he'll give us the scoop. It is unbelievable. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency Global. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. Oh, 
What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a Moe. 
This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? We are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. It is the biggest shopping day of the year, the Saturday before Christmas. If you want, come down and uh, see the show. We really taped it, so you can't, but come on by uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's Exit 1 off Route 3, and uh, buy him what he really wants this Christmas season. Buy him cigars. That's what he really wants. Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to take my last puff of La Terre, and I'll tell you, I said it earlier, started off uh, very, very peppery, a little too strong, all in the face for me right at the beginning. I got about an inch down on the thing. It mellowed out. It really became a different cigar. It changed as it went on. Very complex, a lot to it. I happen to like the cigar despite its its, uh, full-body strength. Quick question. Are you noticing any of the the profile that was mentioned in the uh, Cigar Cigar Insider? Insider? Yeah. I, I, I didn't pick up any of the leatheriness. I never do. I don't know what leather tastes like, and I come up with some odd stuff. But I don't. I guess I never just put leather it's a, in my it's mouth. A little, it's a little meaty. Would you say it's a little meaty? Meaty, <sighs> like steak meaty. Well, um, yeah, fat steak meat. It did get. It did pick up a little, a little bit of fattiness fatty. as I got through the the halfway mark. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Nice yeah. with the black pepper crusted meat. Whatever. All right. Uh, so we're gonna go for, we're gonna go from a fuller bodied cigar to a milder cigar. What, what appears to be a milder cigar this is gonna be a first uh, light up for me. I actually had samples of it earlier as the uh, early, as they were um, trying to figure out the blend and what they want to do. This is the finished product of a brand new brand from the J C Newman folks. Oh really? And we are right now in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, a two guys smoke shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is uh, Diamond Crown is one of their brands. That uses a shade wrapper. This is something out of their Nicaraguan factory, their new Nicaraguan factory, their first new brand out of their factory. And they decided on a box press cigar, and they decided on a shade wrapped box press cigar, which is very tough to do, let me tell you. Yes. The, the, the wrapper is very delicate. To box press it runs into issues. It's a bigger ring gauge, which also runs into issues mm-hmm. because it can split and break. Uh, but they think they got it down. And you know what? They've been around for over 100 years. They probably do have it going on. So we'll see if that's the case. Uh, it is Perla Del Mar. And the price range is fantastic. You're talking about a cigar that starts off at $4.50 for the 3.5 by 56. These are all bigger ring gauge cigars. As a four and three quarters by fifty-two, a six and a quarter by fifty-two, and the big boy called the TG, six by sixty at five dollars and ninety-five cents. Lower so, price cigar, but oh my god! And look at it, not beautiful. Cheap. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the box looks beautiful. The band looks beautiful. It's a definite. You know, is there another box press Connecticut shade cigar? Is there a box press Connecticut shade cigar? I can not that I know of. 
this not is, that I know this of. Is the, this is, uh, well, whatever it is, uh, what do they say? It's the best of both worlds. They're saying a smooth, creamy flavor of Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Uh, interesting, complex flavors. Nicaraguan fillers and binders. The cigar uh, can be enjoyed daily. It is definitely a good value cigar, without a doubt. The filler and binder tobaccos are four different distinct regions of Nicaragua. And I won't even try to pronounce the, the areas of Nicaragua, Jalapa, Condega. But the other two. <laughs> the I'm ones you know. To. Right. Nice. The ones I've been to. Um, new product uh, is launched lightly. Um, so there's not many people that have it yet. So it's brand, brand new. Um, uh, it's Eric and Bobby Newman uh, from yep. J.C. Newman. And uh, this is their new baby. And uh, we'll give it a try. And we'll see what we think of it. But in the meantime, what do we have here? What we've got, uh, and before we, before we bring our guest on that has called in, I want to tell you that you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and the world that is always broadcast on location. We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist you smoke along with us. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can also catch at any time our podcast that's on demand, our webcast that's on demand, uh, and you can, which is not the best option I found out no, today. Nope. You can go to iTunes and set it and forget it. Which is good. Really, it's good, good, but it's not great. Yeah. Go to thecigarauthority.com for all your Cigar Authority listening and looking needs. Now, now, we've been doing this for almost three years now. That's correct. And uh, that's a lot to be said for us, and we'll pat ourselves on the back. But we are far from number one of the guys that do it. There are pioneers that have been doing this for eight years now. People that blazed the trail. Absolutely. Uh, and we're talking about uh, Bob McDuffie and Dale Rush. And right now on the line, we have Bob McDuffie from Dog Watch Radio. Uh, Bob, can you hear us? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. You were, you were the first podcaster that we had on uh, way back early on when we wanted to kind of get a feel for what was going on in the world of podcasting, in the world of blogging. And not only that, you, you guys were the pioneers. As far as I know, you were the first ones to be able to pull this off. Can you tell us a little bit about the early days of you and Dale kicking this off? Well, we started the show way back in 2005. And back then, in order for, for Dale and I to try to link up a little bit, we had to try to do it all by telephone. And so we had lots of issues with that. But eventually it evolved using Skype. And now we do live Google Hangouts on Friday nights, at least for the next couple of Friday nights, because we are hanging up at the end of December. That's right. You guys, oh. after eight years, you are, you are done with Dog Whoa. Watch Radio. That is, uh, that is unreal, and, and it's sad to hear because, uh, as Jonathan was saying, I'm, you guys uh, are the first ones. You are the godfathers of this. You, you paved the way, and, and I thank you uh, because we learned from you. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you guys pulled it off, and we thought, hey, we know about cigars. Let's, let's do it. And uh, to be honest with you, it's, it's not that easy. You know, you made it look easy, and uh, you know, we went all in with it anyway, but I thank you for that. But, but why the sudden uh, d- decision? Well, we've been doing this for almost eight years now. It'll be 410 episodes. Wow. wow. And that's given up a lot of Friday nights with our families. And, sure. You know, trips on the weekends and things like that. So everything, you know, I mean, Seinfeld had to come to an end. Gunsmoke came to an end. Yeah. So yeah. 
time for Dog Watch. Now, as far as Dog Watch goes, though, anybody that would like to listen to old episodes, and you have 410 of them as of uh, the 28th of, of December, anyone can go back at any time after you're done and listen to any of the old shows. Is that correct? Yeah, we're still going to have them all up on our website, and they're also listed up on iTunes under Dog Watch Star Radio. So you can still, if you're really bored on a Friday night or something, you can always go up and get one of our shows. No, I, I, I like listening to the old stuff. I like listening to a, a cigar brand that has evolved over many years and go back and find it on your show uh, when it first came out and see what the initial thought was and, and what, what you guys were talking about with it uh, from way back. I've listened to more of the old to be honest with you, more of the old stuff than the new stuff. I know what's going on new, and here's some of the old stuff. Very, very interesting, and how you guys were and how you guys evolved over the years. Very, very interesting. Tell us a little bit about your format and how, how it did evolve. How did things start off, and then where did you end up going? Well, you know, when we, when we first started, we didn't even focus on cigars. At that, We were trying to figure out we did cigars and whiskey and sailboats hunting and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We even had to write up a script in the beginning for Dale. He was afraid to get on the show and not have anything to say, so we had scripted. Sounds like someone I know. Stuff, which, of course, you know, that, of course, with me on the other end, that didn't last but about five seconds. <laughs> we were off the script. Because your past, uh, you, you are a professional. I mean, you did radio before this? No, I, I had never done any radio. Before. Really? The closest I came was I ran a drive-through in a McDonald's. Well, that's as close <laughs> to radio as you're going to get. You had a transmitter. I thought you were a professional radio guy before that. No, I've, I've been a professional IT guy all my life, as near as I'll tell anybody. And so that's yeah. I never got into radio. That that's one of the things that kind of brought me to the whole podcasting idea was the opportunity to be on radio. Oh, you got the pipes! I'll tell you that. You certainly do. Yeah. Thank so the, the, the website for anyone that, that wants to research any, anything you have going on is www.cigarmedia.tv. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where they can pick up the show live, or we also put it up on YouTube. It's up there live as well as on, on recording as well. And just like us, it's a, it's a video and audio uh, webcast slash podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm looking some, for some, at some stats right here. 20,000 downloads per month. You have a vast wow. listenership. Wow. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. It's hard to imagine that number because when we first started, we saw six people downloaded and two of them weren't us. We were <laughs> you guys <laughs> high-fiving each other. Well, that's how we feel uh, sometimes. You know, we, we have uh, many different ways you can end up getting our show, and sometimes we'll look in the chat box, and there's a half a dozen people on there, and, you know, we look at each other and say, why are we doing this? But we're having fun doing it anyway, but that's how it had to be with you. With you. I mean, there's a, a few people doing it, and you do it anyway, right? Oh, yeah. We, I tell you, we've met so many great people through the podcast. You know, you go to... You go to an event or you go to IPCPR, and people walk up to you like they're your long-lost brother. They all know us. Absolutely. And yet we've never seen them, but they see us and know us. Well, geez. Uh, so uh, will you still love cigars? Will you still be into cigars and just not broadcast it? Will you be around? What are you going to do? Well, I think we're both still going to be around. I don't know exactly what Dale's got planned, but I'm going to try to go a little bit more back to my roots, do some more writing, more cigar writing, and 
We might do an occasional podcast now and then to kind of surprise people. There you go. That would be good. Well, the door is always open to you because I'll tell you, and we make no bones about it. I mean, we've said it from day one. We had you on the first the first time we brought uh, anybody onto the show. Uh, you were the guys. I mean, we looked at you when we were de- deciding to do it ourselves, uh, and there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, you guys are the pioneers, and uh, the door sh- should and is open to you anytime you ever want to come on here that you, you can't stand it. You need to uh, uh, voice your opinion on a certain thing. Or uh, tell David he's wrong. I mean, that's open as well. Yeah, which is uh, very far and few between. You've got to be able to pull that off. But <laughs> be careful with that invitation because I just might take you up. Oh, we oh, want you please, to. please. And if you ever come, the, the ideal thing would be if you ever come to New Hampshire yeah. or anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I would love to have you up there. I'll wine and dine you or do whatever you want to do to come in and jump on the show. It would be Absolutely. awesome to have you. And the, the plan right now, Bob. I'll have to wait for spring before I can come up there to the cold north. All right. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yes, Smart you will. man. So we, we have a, uh, a tentative plan. Uh, I understand that Dale is going in for a bypass surgery. Uh, he had some heart problems, a, a minor heart attack early on uh, in the season, and he's healed up from that and is doing much better. And so when he has his surgery uh, in his recovery, he's going to call into the show, and we're going to interview him uh, later on in, in January uh, while he's recovering. And uh, hopefully everything goes well with that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, looking forward to him getting that done. You know, it's funny. He, Dale's in good shape. He takes care of himself. I don't necessarily. And so I, that, when he had that heart attack, he cost a lot of our friends a lot of money that had bet on me to have nice. that heart attack. <laughs> and that's how it's going to go down right here, I'm sure. Uh, it's, it's the same way. I, I got two guys, uh, two athletic guys that uh, sit beside me. And Where? Oh. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm the hostess cupcake guy over here, and uh, these guys are sick more often than I am, but uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, I'll tell you that exercise is dangerous. <laughs> those weights, is. I tried those weights, they're heavy. They're heavy. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> so if, uh, if ever there was someone that should be inducted in, into a Cigar Hall of Fame, I would say it would be you and Dale. Yeah, uh, and if yeah. that ever happens, as far as podcasting goes, I would, I would nominate you guys, and I would vote for you more than once. Uh, myself, uh, and I can't thank you enough for blazing the trail into the world of podcasting and helping to get the word out. In, in you didn't have any bones in the in the game. It wasn't like you were going to make money on this. This was something you did out of passion, and I, I look forward to it someday being able to fill those big shoes because it really does. With this interview, it feels like the torch is being passed. And uh, we're taking it no matter what. If you're not passing it, <laughs> we're taking it anyway. But let me ask you: When is the last episode? The last episode will be December 28th. December 28th, last episode. So they, they certainly go on to CigarMedia.tv on the 28th. And what time exactly would that be? Um, we do it at 9 p.m. Eastern. And so if they go up to the website, look for the live link on the side, they can watch the show. And one of the things we have is a great bunch of people in the chat room that really support the show and have a great time while they're doing it. Well, I hope to, I hope uh, our listeners all tune in, uh, especially to the last episode. Blow it up and uh, put you guys out, give you a fond farewell and a, and a big uh, thank you on your way out because uh, I thank you uh, personally. Well, thank you. We'll try to send you some extra listeners too. We'll let them know I'm on. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, could, we could use them. We could yeah. use them. <laughs> yeah, you could double our listenership up to four. It would be great. Okay, so 
<laughs> so, Bob, uh, give our best to Dale. And, uh, again, thank you so much. It's www.cigarmedia.tv on the 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Everybody tune in. Give them a fond farewell and a big, big thank you from the Cigar Authority. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Great, great. Uh, they did it for sure. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys that did it. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, we moved up a peg. Automatically, when somebody drops out, you move up a peg, right? That's you don't have works. to do anything. Absolutely. So they, 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 they did it, man. They, they had it going on. And uh, I, I would see them at the trade shows and stuff, and people would be around them and stuff. And i go, you guys, man, really. And for passion. They're not in the business. Right. They did it because they love cigars. That's the best part. And it started off as a different thing and then turned, evolved in cigars. It seems we talked all about cigars and now we're throwing other things in. We're shifting a little bit. Yeah. And our listeners are going to hear that in the first of the year for us. A little shift in the show, yeah. a little yeah. uh, little segmentation, and we're going to try to uh, make ourselves better because that's what you do every year is try to improve yourself. Is right, that, that's, the name of, that's the name of life, man, right there. That's it. And everything you do, you try to make it a little better, so that's what we're doing. So these are the guys that did it. If you ain't growing, you're dying. That's it. <laughs> you, if you don't grow, you go. So where do we go from there? Should we take a break? We can break. I think yeah. we should, yeah. All right, so let's take a break after that. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees have been named. Uh, we'll give you our opinion on that. Uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison tells us how to be a gentleman once again as we look ahead to 2013 and what we can expect live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Network. Swing and jingle bells ring, snowing and blowing, a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell time. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar. Cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Losers Anonymous Hotline, how can I help you? Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers. 
out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the Internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except... It's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm -hmm. You're incorrigible. 
Equilibrium Cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, baby. You're the Elvis fan, right? You know what I'm talking about. You're an Elvis you, fan. Why don't you hear me a heap and help one of their mashed potatoes over there? Mr. Jonathan wow. doing Elvis Presley. We're here live at Two Guys Smoke People Shop People thought that that Nashua. was actually Elvis that we had on the show. You just blew it. I blew it. They thought it. That was He actually did an impression that sounded like someone else other than him. Yeah. And he lasted <laughs> more than six words before it ended up falling off. Yeah, baby. Uh, we're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the busiest shopping day of the year. Never mind that Black Friday baloney. Brick-and-mortar stores, this is the time. Uh, listen, wherever you are listening, go to your favorite brick-and-mortar stores. Go to a brick-and-mortar store. Buy him what he really wants. Buy her what she should want or what she really wants. Get them nice premium cigars, and don't get them just the ones they normally smoke. Step it up. It's gift-giving time. That's right. So you talk to the guy behind the register. Do you know so-and-so that comes in here and buys a cigar? Yes, I do. What does he normally smoke? And you just don't get him that. You say, what is like that but even better? Right. What is like a brick house cigar that he normally loves but it's even better? Per Del Mar. Perla Del Mar. Perla Del Mar is what we're smoking right now. And this is from the J.C. Newman. We're in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, which is J.C. Newman. We're smoking a Perla Del Mar, which is the brand-new cigar by them. Very, very limited release so far. It's going to be out there for everybody, but they got the first shipment in. They handed it out to... Really, the, the issue, they've got the cigars. The issue is the boxes. The bo- they weren't able to get the oh, boxes. Really? Beautiful box, though. The box is beautiful. They waited to make sure the box Blue was felt right. inside. It looks classy. It's so nice. This is the, this is the hold-up for you retailers that do listen. Uh, especially if you're listening on the cigarstation.com, which is broadcasting our show from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. You're listening there. You're waiting for your Perla Del Mar. How come Two Guys has it? Well, we have it because they got the boxes and making sure everything is right. Yeah, everything's right. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm smoking it right now. It's holding a nice strong ash. It is not split. Uh, the wrapper is beautiful. The taste is good. It's yeah. creamy and smooth. Very creamy and smooth. A little bit of sweetness. Like if you peeled the skin off of a hazelnut, and you're just, just eating the meat of the hazelnut, phenomenal. The skin of a hazelnut's a little tannic. There's no tannicness in this whatsoever. It's sweet, a little bit of fattiness, but a nut fatty. Very, very good. This is not a contender for the Cigar of the Year. It is not, because, because it just came out. It just came out. It's too late. We already sold all 500 packs. Will it be or could it be for next year? It absolutely it can be. be. Okay. Absolutely can be. Listen, price rise, this is... Early indication. First time I, I smoked one inch of, a, of the new cigar, so I'm not going to go as far as to say that yet. But it's one inch in. The price is fantastic. It's a great value. There's no doubt about it. It's well made. It's the first thing out of a new factory. Very, very exciting new product that's out there. If you like, say, the Brick House, which is one of their brands. Brick House, great cigar. Former Cigar of the Year. Absolutely. Another one priced like this. Um, some people will say that Brickhouse is medium to full-bodied, maybe a little too full-bodied for the guy that likes a milder cigar. This is, I would say, mild to medium-bodied. Yes. Yeah. Toned down from what the Brickhouse is. Again, the same great value. I think they struck gold with Brickhouse. Yes. And now they're recreating it and trying to come out with something. They didn't come out with just a, a round cigar uh, with shade. They came out with a box press cigar yes. with shade. It's different. Now... So, yeah. Some people that are listening may be saying, you know what, 
J.C. Newman's an advertiser on the show. Of course, they have to talk nice about it. Which absolutely not. The reality we don't is, have to talk nice if about it wasn't good, we just wouldn't have it on the show out of respect. So, in one in one yeah. respect, no, we're not going to bag on somebody who's an advertiser on the show. The but, advertising, by the way, on the show is so minute. It's so inexpensive. It's a small, small thing. Yeah, the right. amount of money I spend with J.C. Newman. <laughs> I can call the shots. If it's lousy, I can call it lousy because I'm the customer. They're not the customer in this way. So it's a different thing. You almost hate to even take advertising, but something has to pay for this. Sure. So we do take advertising, but believe me, it's going to have no impact. And we tell them, you know, one company is that I own cigar retail shops. Another thing is the Cigar Authority, which has nothing to do with the other one. We smoke cigars on the show that we don't even carry. Yes. Yeah. We talk nice or bad about them. Yep. And we smoke cigars that we do carry and that may be advertising. We'll talk bad about them. If you don't want your cigar talked bad about. Make a good cigar. Make a good cigar. That's it. Because we don't even ask for free cigars to be on the show. Absolutely We not. open a box and we light them up. Take so them it's not inventory. like they sent them to us either. So yeah. right. it's as close to consumers' reports as you're going to get. Truly. Is the Cigar Authority. This is it. It's the real deal. Listen, you're looking for a great value $5 cigar. I'm going to tell you what it is. You like the full body? Do you like the um, tatuaje stuff and the yeah. fuller body stuff? This is not the cigar for you. Absolutely not. You want a milder cigar? You want an Ashton type of a, you know, let me put it up against an Ashton type there of a go. cigar? Here you go for less than half the price of it. Uh, I'm only an inch in, though. So I'm going to hold all for the end. You know what? One cigar doesn't do it either. i got to smoke this a few different times. Absolutely. Whole I have smoked but- it a few different times as the buyer. When it first came in, I wanted to make sure that they weren't handing us a dog rocket. If it comes in and it's under-fermented and it's bad, I wouldn't even put it up on the shelf. I would send it back. Yeah, yeah. So I lit it up right away, and I was blown away by it. Phenomenal mild cigar. And I, you guys know I like everything. Yeah. I tend to lean now as I'm getting older and smoking more, I lean more toward the fuller-bodied stuff for stuff that I'm going to smoke for myself. But, boy, can I enjoy a good mild cigar from time to time, and this is it. They say they're going to uh, protect the price, so the price is the price no matter where you go, which is, which is nice, a nice level playing field type of thing to all the retailers out there. You can feel comfortable uh, carrying like a brick house, Diamond Crown, and this. They're protecting the retailer. You're not going to find it out there for only a couple of dollars or whatever. It's, it's a good value anyway, and you can only go down so low. $5 for a long-fill premium cigar out of Nicaragua nowadays with uh, the taxation and everything that goes along with it. <laughs> How do you beat Bordering on impossible. Right. Uh, They're counting on lots of sales, let me tell you. They're not expecting to sell a little bit of this. They're expecting to sell a lot of it, and so far, so good. So, uh, hey, congratulations to uh, the Newman brothers. Uh, You've done it again. So far, so good. So uh, the size we're smoking here is a... uh, is the six and a quarter by 54 running at $5.50. We're smoking the bigger one here. But it's as low as uh, $4.50. Okay, let's turn things over to Chuck Morrison. You have Mr. Jonathan. I'm David Garofalo, but we have one gentleman here. He's trying to teach us. We're going to improve as this year comes comes to a close. We're going to be better gentlemen. So Chuck Morrison is going to teach us and you a little about how to be a better gentleman. The Gentleman's Way. This is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. And guys, I had a completely different topic chosen for today's show. But 
I called an audible at the line of scrimmage, if you will. That's a football analogy. Okay. Changing the play, changing changing things at the last Thank moment. Thank you for telling us that because we didn't know what the heck you were talking about. Well, I figured that. <laughs> okay. Um, you're driving in your car, right? You turn on the radio. You turn on the. You get the radio going, right? You're in your in your you're in your zone. You're in the zone. Let's say you're merging onto a highway. And this this grinds my gears. This drives me nuts. This is how to be a gentleman. I can already feel the finger starting. I oh, I feel like I know where you're going, and I can feel my finger we, we wanting can, to reach up to we wave. We can take to you somewhere. so many directions, but you're driving in the car. You're merging onto a highway, a freeway, and it's not congested. It's not rush hour traffic. It's it's moderate freeway. It's like normal. It's like normal. But merging doesn't You're merging stop. on. If, if you're watching on the webcam here, I'll give you like a little play-by-play here. You're merging onto the highway, and let's say all three lanes are, are, are wide open. And this actually happened today on the way to the Cigar Authority. Hence the Merging audible. onto Route 3 from my hometown of Milford, New Hampshire. So I'm mer- merging on, and there's enough room for the car that's in the right lane to let me and allow me onto the highway. But does he move? Does he even make eye contact? No. In fact, he, like, slowed down to not allow me onto the freeway. Here's my point. When you're on the highway and you're driving in the right lane, which I rarely do, and you see someone trying to merge onto the highway, move over to the left. Absolutely. Just move over to the left. You see this a lot in Massachusetts. New Hampshire's a little bit better, but it, it, it drives Unless you're insane. getting off at that exit, which would have been before your entrance. Right. You shouldn't be there. Move over. Just move over to the left. Let that car in, and you'll keep things moving nice this and steady at an even pace. This is the one place in my life where I feel like I really am a gentleman. I have phenomenal etiquette on the road behind the wheel, and I will do whatever I can to make it easy for that person coming on. Right. And when I'm getting on the highway, I am willing Look to do Dave whatever it takes. No, because I'm the road rage guy. You are. No, I, I have road rage. I can't take it. I can't take it. All right. It. Here's another one. Out. Help me. Here's another one. Now... You're saying that Saturday is going to be the busiest shopping day of the year. Yes, that's I correct. would which be, is today. I would I would argue that today being Thursday is the busiest night of the year. There was traffic getting off of the exit, exit one here in Nashville, New Hampshire. By the way, I'll give Dave a little plug here. All his stores, which I love, I love, all exit, all located off exit one, off all the major arteries in New Hampshire. Route one, ninety five, ninety three, route three. Yeah. Sorry, that's that's four, but ninety three, ninety five, and route three, exit one. Very easy to get to. But I'm coming off the exit. There was a sea of traffic extending onto the highway for exit one. Ugh. And the problem was the light at the end. Yes, Just, it's brutal. It's so slow. But have you noticed when cars are attempting to take a left, they'll block traffic? Ugh. You know? Have you seen that? If you're going to take a left, if you're gonna take move a left, to the left. Make sure you can take the left because now you're backing things up on, on whatever road this is here. Everyone, so that's all backed up. They all think they're Mario and Dreddy. They're going to take a left turn. They pull all the way over into the right lane so they can slingshot by. What are you slingshotting by? There's no one there. You're not Mario and Dreddy. You're a regular driver, normal person. Move your car to the left yes. to take a left so I can go by you on the right. I have these conversations with myself as I'm driving very angrily. I'm an angry driver. I cracked my window. Because what if you're trying to get on the highway and you can't because there's cars that are at a dead stop blocking the intersection? So, if you can't make the turn, don't take the turn. Hold your, hold your line. Hold your spot. So what are you saying? Don't give the finger, though? I'm saying don't give the finger. Don't give you the won't finger. have to give the finger if people follow this advice. Well, they don't. Drivers. They don't. You're going to try to change the world? It's not going to change. We're going to change it one Be driver Be the change you want to see. It starts with yourself. I do the right thing. The problem is I got to get going. You're debonair, though. I have to get debonair. 
I have to calm find down. your Zen moment. It's Christmas. You know, and, and I leave early enough every single time. Absolutely. It, but, uh, and, and, and I don't give the finger. But Honestly? I, but I, I never do it. I do. It was me. Horn honk? I have horn honked. When, when the light has changed and the person's sitting there on the yeah. cell phone or oh. whatever they're doing, tap, oh. tap, tap, just wake them up because I'll go through many different changes of lights. The head doesn't go up or anything. So it's just a little – and I try to do it soft. There should yeah. be, a, there should be a, a two horns on your horn. There should be three. One should be a waker. Yeah. Just a little one. But sometimes I hit the, the horn on Cadillac. You know, and it's like, yeah. you know, they get mad at me and everything. And I'm like, I, I want a third option. Up, I want a third option for the horn that possibly shatters the window of the person in front of me. It's so ridiculously loud with amplifiers. That I couldn't even fit equipment in that my would car. Be not, that would not be debonair. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. You know you're listening right now, and you're like, yeah, Mr. Jonathan, you're on to something. How about a little cute horn? Yeah. You ever, you ever at that light, you know, it turns green, the car in front of you is just texting or doing whatever, daydreaming, and Ugh. cars on your left are going by. You're like, hello, you want to wheel it? Just beep, beep. Yeah. Okay. I want one that actually has my voice screaming. You're a jack. Follow by I the find myself, gentlemen. Wanting to, to flip the bird, wanted to roll down the window. But you would never. But you got you to keep it calm. You got to be collected. Be a gentleman. Be the change you want to see. And I'm giving you some basic guidelines here to, to, to allow the rage to dissipate, right? Let the cars on the highway, you know, move over to your left. Like Jonathan's saying, if you're taking the left. Yeah, I do the right thing. I used to have a CB radio with the, the walkie-talkie oh, no. that went to the thing in the front. Yes. So I actually could yell at people, and I did. It felt so good. That would be ungentleman of you. So it would uh, be. We try this is why not Chuck, to do that. This is why Chuck is our spokesperson for the gentleman's yeah. way, and I make a weekly apology. We hear a little of this every single week, and maybe we change ourselves as people and become better people for it. That's the hope. I even have on my license plates are two guys or cigars. Yeah, so people know who who it is. And sometimes I go, I wish I didn't have that license plate mm-hmm. on because I'm ready to do what I'm ready to do. And then I say I can't do it or whatever. <laughs> I, what it, what's surprising to me is I've never bumped into somebody and say, "What a jerk you are on the road." You know? Yeah. It's never happened to me with with those license plates. But maybe maybe the person says, "Oh, I know who that is. I'm not going there anymore." That'll teach him, and you know, no no better way than to stop coming. But uh, no, I'm not good out there, and I have to calm down for for, for a lot of different reasons: safety reasons, road rage, the fact that you'll have a stroke and half your face won't work. The reason why I do something, I hit the horn to do something, is I'm afraid if I don't release a little, I'm gonna have the stroke. So I gotta say something. Imagine being a a real gentleman and the light change, and I'm not gonna hit the horn at all. And one one thousand, two one thousand. Seriously, yeah. now I'm saying, okay. And I try to do it gentle, but it yeah. comes out too loud or whatever. <laughs> so it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one, and uh, we have to improve and uh, be more gentlemen. The other one is when if you're driving in the left lane. I'm a left lane driver myself, and I'm on the highway. I'm in the left. I'm moving. Yeah. If you get a, you know, if you're if you're in the left lane and you're not going the speed <coughs> of people that are behind you, just move over Absolutely. to the right. Why do people just? Refuse. They stay there. They're like, no, I'm doing the speed limit. So yeah. no, you have to. Move over. Yeah, we're going to change the way. Obviously, I'm in a hurry. Get out of the way. Yeah, come on. I'm, I'm going for that third one. you horn. flick the light? Is that, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's gentlemen. It's okay. Don't flick of the lights. Yep. Yeah, I'm just letting don't, you know. You don't have to ride their bumper. You can you know, approach them, and as you approach, you know, flash the lights. Okay. Wave. Come on, buddy. Let's go here. Now, I have the big Escalade. Yeah. And as I'm driving down the road, especially in the side roads in New Hampshire, a car's approaching me, and they hit their lights on me because they think I have my high beams on. I don't. Oh, yeah. 
and it happens all the time, and then... You have to flash them. You have to show them that you don't. And Is that okay? Yep. Because I do, and yep. then I figure they're really... And I, and I got extra lights I can start, <laughs> and I can light that thing up like a Christmas tree if I wanted to. <laughs> all white lights, too. It's the traditional. Because otherwise, they're gonna, you're going to... They think I'm being bad, yeah. and I'm not. This is the way the car Just is built. a little flick. Yeah? Yep. Okay. okay, I'm not. These aren't high beams, bro. Right. I yeah. had a friend that rigged his headlights to flash like uh, police lights so they would alternate. And he would really freak people out on the highway that wouldn't pull over. Well, that's Make it look the law, like they're right? getting pulled over. Hey. I think that's against the Whether law. it's against the law or not, it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. I want some. Um, I want to hear this. Give people a little heart attack. Somebody I know picked me up at, um, at the airport and drove me home. And they are a policeman. And they have an under, uh, unmarked car. I don't know how cool this is to even say. I'm not saying who it is anyway. So I got a ride from Boston home very fast. And I said, um, can you put the lights on? Or do, you know, yeah. it's the coolest thing to be in the car. <laughs> cool. And watching what happens when you put the lights on. And, oh, my God, it is the parting of the sea. Yes. Everybody, bloom, everybody goes and, wow. And we, and then he shot it off or something, but he just showed me, and I go, that is so cool. That's very cool. So we're going another 15 miles or something. I says, I look at him, can we do it one more time? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, all right. Like, he, guy's been around for 100 years or something. He hits a thing again, and oh, my God. Nice. The people are frigging in total panic mode yeah. or something. Yeah. This is unmarked. Nobody has any idea. Once you just hit that for one second, oh, my God. Yeah, the world lights up. Yeah. I did a ride-along in, in, in high school in a, uh, a sergeant's police car. Nothing happened that night as far as police chasing or whatever. I thought it was going to happen. But he said to me, have you ever done a moonshiner turn? And I said, no. And he hit the... No, he please. Hit, <laughs> he hit the, the wheel and slammed on the brakes and then the gas and whipped the back end of the car around. I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. My head smashed oh. against the window. I mean, it was... He a, laughed. Oh, he thought it was a riot. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. We used to, What's uh, it called? Moonshine? A moonshiner turn. He's going to go try in the back lot. Yeah. It was awesome. Whip the back end right around. On a little snowy day or something. Oh, that's Out in the parking lot. I'll try it. We used to, uh, my buddy had a, uh, his parents had a Crown Vic. Remember those? Yeah. All right. So it looked like a cop car. It's a police car, yeah. So where I grew up in Canton, Mass, there was a a spot where the cops would hang out in, in in the entrance of a cemetery. And for fun, this is what we did for fun, this is how pathetic we were. We would take his dad's car and we'd park like a cop and put the parking lights on. And cars would go by and we would just tag one and, you know. Fly at it. We didn't have the fancy lights or anything, but just flash the high beams. They would get all freaked out, pull oh, over, and nice. just buzz by them. Yeah, <laughs> that was our form of entertainment. That's awesome. But anyways, that's the gentleman's way. And again, it's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Uh, the question is, are you debonair enough? I am. I'm going to improve. That's what I'm going to do for 2013. I'm going to become more gentleman. And I, I hope everybody else does too. It's a lost art. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not enough gentlemen out there. Uh, we need oh. to be. We're going to be moving into a uh, little musical segment here. So I like the musical little, segments. I'm putting a little Christmas music on to get us in the, the musical mode. Okay. I'm there. So uh, David's got a little list right here. Of oh. Okay, I know what you the, uh The music, the, the acts that have uh, been nominated for and some that made it into this is it. This the is Hall of uh, Fame the inductees. This is some that did not. This is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2013 uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, and there was a lot of uh, options. There was 15 finalists, but we have it down to a mere six um, that are slated um, for that. And uh, wait, whose list is this? This is Rock and Roll Hall of Fames. 
This is it. The this one, is the Rock and Roll Hall list. of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this week revealed the 2013 inductees from the slate of 15 finalists announced last month. The Hall of Fame uh, whittled it down to a mere six performers. Number one is Heart. Boom. What we're listening to right here. Now, I was never a hairband ballad kind of guy, but... This was their big hit. They had... This song is the bomb. What was the other one that they had? Heart. I mean, they've had many, but... Crazy For You. Yeah. I think that was Madonna. No. No? Madonna did a Crazy For You, too, but Heart did Crazy For You. Crazy For You. That's it, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. This chick can hit the notes, man. These. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Who All sings right. this? Heart. Heart. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> uh, this is a guy I'm not uh, familiar with. He's a uh, Chicago blues man. Um, and Most people are thinking this is uh, Jay-Z right now. Yeah. <laughs> really? Albert King. That's right. I'm a huge fan of the blues myself. Huge fan. Are you an Albert King fan? Absolutely. Just about any song that he does is better, especially if he's covering someone else's song. He takes it to a whole nother level. But his wasn't even the one I was the most excited about to see. It was... Uh, this was a surprise to me. This was a big surprise to me. See if, let's see if Chuck can pick this one out. I know the song. No peeking. Who's the artist? This, this song hit number two. Can you believe it? I remember. 1977. Oh, I know this. Is this Same the guy, guy that, from Toy Story. Yeah, yep. I don't remember his name. Randy, Randy Newman. Newman. Randy Newman. He That's also Andy. did the uh, the intro for Monk. That's that right. Him. Yeah, he, yeah. D- he does a lot of stuff for Hollywood. Lots of Hollywood. Yeah, he does. Uh, Have you ever seen the uh, the Family Guy? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> He's sitting under a tree, yeah. <laughs> eating an apple. That's him, Randy yeah, Newman. Right he also did I Love L.A. Do you remember yep. that one? Yeah. Yes. I love L.A. Many, many songs and stuff. So A lot of his songs that we couldn't play on Parody? the radio because he has such a sick twisted mind and he just says stuff and well, shot like, people have no reason to live right. is that <laughs> part of the lyrics that's it that, that, that is the whole thing that, that song got him into so much trouble. shot people have no reason to live so I'm much five trouble. foot five i don't take offense to is it is he I short he was no he, oh, he didn't boy. say fat people he said short people. but i'm short and fat true story no reason to live Flavor Flav? Chucky D, Flavor Flav. It's Public Enemy. They made it. They made it. As they should. Although I'm not a huge Flavor Flav fan. I think he's a tool. But Chuck D was the man. Yeah. They were big in the day, huh? Uh, They actually came back in 1997 with this. uh, From the movie He Got Game. I know the song. You You know know the the original. original. Yeah. You probably have it on vinyl. I have it on vinyl. The song is the bomb. This song got me into Public Enemy. I was too young, really, when they were popular in the early 80s. I was really just too young, and then this song came out, and it got me into looking back at their older stuff. Is Chuck T still alive? Because, you you know, you see Flavor Flav on all these reality shows. You see Flavor Flav all the time. I was going to say, have they ever come out with anything new? And Is it over? That was pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. Really? Yeah. And they're in the Hall of Fame. We'll know when they don't show up. Oh, this is This is for Rudy. Yeah, it is. This is the Canadian band, right? Yep. Yep. I'm surprised they're just getting in now. Now, the only issue I have with Rush, their old stuff was so phenomenal, and their new stuff is kind of terrible. Yeah. 
Well, that's every old rock band, right? Aerosmith still has it going on. They have a new song. Aerosmith, uh, they, I believe they just came out with a new album, or, or the new album's about to drop. You know why you haven't heard of it? Exactly. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they just played in Boston. Did you see that? No. They played uh, outside of uh, where their um, apartment was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They was did my family concert. there. Yeah, unbelievable. Nice. The thing about Rush, that particular song, is Mixmaster Mike, the DJ for the Beastie Boys, hmm? He was the last holdout of all the old school DJs. Best, one of the best DJs in the world, scratch wise, in the top three <clears throat> of all time ever, if not the best. And he, live with two of those albums, could cut and scratch that song and make it into something out of this world, live. Unbelievable. YouTube it. One of them just recently died, right? One of the Beastie Boys. One of the Beastie Boys. Boys um, oh, I didn't know that. By Mike D, I believe, yeah. is the one. Oh, wow. And uh, last but not least. The late, great Donna Summer. Good song. Who belongs there, man. Yep. This Absolutely. is the queen of disco right here. Yeah. See, I, this is not A million hits. I don't think that this is even hits. her best one. My favorite oh, one that was, that by her is... Yeah. Hot stuff that oh. goes into Bad Girls. Yeah. On the vinyl. It oh, goes really? Into it automatically. Uh, wow. That was one of those songs. You could put that on. It must uh. be like 30 minutes long. To put that thing on and go, go to the, the bathroom, bathroom and do whatever go out and dance, do. make yeah. out with the girls. Uh, she had a couple of other good songs that I like. She had a million great songs. Listen, she's she's one of the she's one of the queen divas as far as I'm concerned. No question. Can you know that you know the song, David, yeah. from 1980? Cool. What is it? On the radio. Yes, it is. Wow. Starts off like a ballad, and then kicks into a little disco action. But you really can't do Donna Summer without getting into what she did in 1983. Name that tune. Hard for the money. Yeah, baby. They never didn't care for that that stuff as it got older. Some of her old, early, early stuff was fantastic. But now, uh, what about these guys? They were on the list to be nominated. Yes, they were. Surprisingly, they did not make it. This is Chic, who did oh. not only lots of songs for themselves, they did lots of songs for other people. They didn't, they didn't make, make the cut. Uh, big uh, pioneers of disco production. Uh, and they deserve to be on there, and hopefully they get uh, nominated again. They also... So listen to that song, Good Times. What is that song? Go back to that. Uh, Rapper's Delight? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yep. Which was like the first hit. First hit. Right. Yes, it was. First hit. Right. Pop. The hit it. The hit it. See? Hit, he knows what's up. Nice. I got it going on. All right. Now, these guys were also nominated. 70s music. Nice. Joan Jett. Love rock and roll. She did not make it. She was nominated. She did not she make, not make it. it. Yeah, she'll be there. She certainly should be. Where is she? She's now, hot. Since Where this is she is, today, she hit the wall. She had. She must have. Since this is Christmas time, I feel like we would be remiss without playing Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Oh wow, little drummer boy. This was a good version, actually. Yeah, and yeah. probably the greatest cover of any of those type of songs by them is. Crimson and Clover. Unbelievable. Great tune. Not only a great tune in and of itself, but their cover of it, they slowed it down. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little lilty with it. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. She was a little trashy. Yeah. Hot trashy. Yeah. Just the I, way you I, like I got to Google her and see what she looks like today. In her she's 50s. Pro- I, th- I feel like she's one of those women that would age well, like Betty White. Could. I don't know. She probably looks like Trish. Farrah Fawcett aged well. That she did. Well, she died young. 
Yeah. So Joan Jett, you know who else was missing there? Deep Purple. They were ah. nominated and they didn't get in. So that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got Hart, Albert King, Randy Newman, Public Enemy, Rush, and Donna Summer as we're smoking. Pearl of Del Mar in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. Christmas time, the busiest shopping day of the year. What is better than this? Not much. I, I 100% agree with you. I'm going to do a little cable switcheroo here for Chuckster. <laughs> yeah, when we're on location, we got all these cables. It's amazing what we can do. We're taking phone calls. We've got music playing. you got the producer sitting here with us and smoking it's... cigars. There's a whole production going on here, and we're relaxed. We're smoking cigars. we got it going on. This could not have been done 10 years ago. This couldn't have been done two years ago. It could not be done right now without our Apple products. We got to give Apple. You are such an Apple guy. You it couldn't makes me do it. Sick. You couldn't do it. You can't do it with non-Apple products. Absolutely be, not. No. It has to be Probably Apple products. Could. No. What's Get the new? What's here. a new thing? Um, the the new iPad tablet. Mini. Not the iPad. No i. Nothing. What's the new? He's uh, talking about the uh, the Samsung uh, Galaxy. No, oh, please. What am I talking about? Yeah, it's I don't a, know. It's, it's a the new one pad. That the thing pops off, and it's a keyboard. And it's a tablet. Oh, yeah. And, it's the it's Windows, uh, right? The Windows one. Yeah. Windows I, hear, I hear that it's fantastic. Really? What's it called? All right. So let's, Surface. Yeah. Let's, Surface. Let's look at I it like this. I hear it's like the hot thing right now. You, you spend seven, dollars $800 on the new Surface, and you're going to tell people that it's terrible? No. I might be getting it for Christmas. Listen, Ooh, this is what I happens. I might be getting it for Christmas. For me, I'm a professional disc jockey. I could not live without my iPad. I could not live without my iPhone. The software, the reliability, the fact that no matter – I've had my iPod – on, I forgot it on my dashboard. It was so hot I couldn't hold it, and it worked. No other products can perform like Apple does. They, they, did, a, they did unbelievable things. Top but I of the line I, equipment in, and everyone else is copying them now and are getting and better. better. They are getting better, but they have not caught up. As they're going into the 4GS and this thing, blah, these people blah. are going above them, and they better yeah. step it up. They so, better yeah. skip some steps in Whatever. between and give so us So you go to 4G, and you, you got it in... Three cities in the in the entire state of New Hampshire. Congratulations! You can download a song. It's the only in, place I ever in am. five minutes instead of ten minutes, but only in those three cities. How about you touch the two phones together and you get the playlist from them? How about I just email you the playlist? How about you get both? Uh, no thanks. This is going to be another one of those Christmases that's going to be all electronics, right? Oh yeah. The past few well, years, that's way. I'll it's tell been. you, my wife kind of got under my skin. She irritated me a little bit. She was a little short with me, and I bought her an iPad to punish her. She hates technology. I bought her this exact setup, the iPad, the Bluetooth keyboard. I'm going to set it up for her. I'm going to put her music on it for her, and she's going to hate it. Talk to me about this new thing you just got. Well, I was at Brookstone. This is, this is the new thing here. Picking up the um, keyboard for, for her iPad, and they had a HD projector that plugs onto the back of your iPhone 4S. Or, or iPad? Or your, or your iPhone 4. Well, the, the first one I saw, okay. a couple hundred bucks. HD projector, you put it on your phone, you point your phone at a wall, and you are watching your Netflix on the wall Wait, from your phone. Does it, can, you, can you project anything, or is it only Netflix? Well, you can project the, the, the screen, or if you – in Netflix is a special app for your, your iproducts where it takes over the projector, so you're not looking at the screen anymore. You're looking at just So like the movie. YouTube, could you put a YouTube video Absolutely. there? Absolutely. It works for YouTube. It works for all that. And then the upgraded one – Say I wanted some um, – the projector up there, and I want to show some slides of projections and things yeah. that, you know, I wanted to do it, some presentation or something. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I got the upgraded one, which works for all products, and I just got the little 
plug-in cable so that goes on your iPhone, and I can I play my Netflix from my iPad or my iPhone on the ceiling of my bedroom, and my wife and I watch one episode of Weeds every single night. Why Weeds? H- that's our show that we watch together. Our show. Our so show. my I, show. I don't have and I one make of those. So we watch it in full HD. That's about marijuana smoking, right? On a seventy-inch Showtime TV on, on my ceiling because my ceiling's white. It's perfect. How about the bumps in the ceiling? Wouldn't work with it. It's complete HD. Really? It huh. looks like it's a full-fledged, awesome. Well, TV. I saw you plug it in here and show the stuff on there, and I'm like, wow. I, on the wall of Lagiana behind us, the people watching on the HD camera that we have here, that wall of Lagiana, we watched the opening scene from Glen Gary, Glen Ross. The other day, cool. right on the wall of Lagiana, 70 inches full HD. How about sound? Sound comes right out of the projector. Really? Really? It comes out beautiful. It's got a little uh, headphone jack. You can listen to headphones or plug it into a powered system, and you are... So if you just plug it in, you can turn the volume up so people can listen to it as Absolutely. Opposed, because there's hardly any volume on the phone. Right. Yeah. But through that projector. Through that little pod, projector. And it's little. It's, it's little. Small, it's as small as my phone. I'm going to have to get one of these. It's phenomenal. If you were giving a business presentation, could you, and you had, like Dave said, slides, could you? If you were giving a business presentation and you did not use this, yeah. you would be a fool. Wow. And you would be an remember idiot. Remember we went to that yeah. thing and the guy was using those old. Oh, my God. He was using, like, remember the old, like, uh, what are they even called? Clear. Yeah. <laughs> the clear plastic Yeah, things? if you accidentally put your hand where the lamp is, you give yourself yeah. a third-degree burn. This guy yeah. was trying to tell us how to uh, be great marketeers or whatever the heck the thing was. And he's was using about. loser technology. Oh, yeah. Stuff from the 60s, man. The stuff I didn't know they made it anymore. They don't. They happen to have made it well in the 60s. So, Oh, my God. This was old-time stuff. It was the most ridiculous the thing The cool part about this thing is I found a little adapter for one of my DJ lights. So it's got its own little stand now. I've got it all done oh. up in my bedroom. I'm ready to mount it to the ceiling permanently. I want one. Wow, the show flew by. It did. We got the torch passed, whether they know it or not. They know it. They know it. We have brought up a step on the podcast thing right there. They, they are the pioneers. And, and Dog Watch Radio. Bob Thank McDuffie and Dale Roush, you guys are... Legends. They're my heroes. I really, innovators. truly look up to them. They're innovators. Thank you so much for doing what you yeah, did. Yeah, they stepped out. Like they said, Seinfeld had to step out. They're stepping out. They're stepping what out. What a run. While they're on the top. So uh, hopefully we work our way up there. Uh, we expect to. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Christmas will be over. We'll look ahead at 2013, but we'll look back at 2012. We'll tell you what's sold. The best-selling sizes, the best-selling product, the what actually colors. sold. We're going to know the, the numbers. We'll have everything in front Fox of us. Press versus round. Not only that, I'm going to tell you the next foods that are coming out. The, the next foods of 2013, things you never ate, they're going to be hot. This Ice is what cream people are flavored be. pizza, that's what I want. We'll tell you about tell that. Me that's on the list. We'll tell you that and more. So uh, we're live here from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Buy him what he really wants this year. Buy him cigars. There's time left. Stop in your favorite brick and mortar cigar. It's store. hookers or cigars. You got to pick, woman. Pick something. Whatever you're going to do. So all that and more uh, for the guys in the studio. For Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan by my side. I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And for crying out loud, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? 
Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. We're trying to save some money around here. You hear? tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. 